0: But I'm looking forward to tonight. And if we can, I want to look at Romans 16, 19. If you would, put put your attention there. For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Today, I'm going to do my best to teach this, this statement here, grip. The good grip, the good. I'm going to talk about that means today, and uh, let's go ahead and just get a hold of God in prayer, if we can. Let's just bow our heads together, dear God. Thank you, thank you for this time that we have together. I, I, I'm i grateful, Lord, for this this moment when we could gather and seek you out, Lord, in your word. I pray open up our ears, our hearts, our our minds, and and God, I want to be good soil tonight. I pray hide your word in my heart, God. I'll grow in me. I I thank you, Jesus, for this word. I pray, help me, Lord, your teacher tonight. In your name I pray, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want you high-five somebody before you're seated. Praise <laughs> <Thanks> God. <clears throat> I think where our nature is uh, the type where we're always looking for loopholes, right? Yeah I had a good meeting yesterday with our the, the, the youth pastors and, and had a great meeting, talking about just a, a couple of things. I'll probably reiterate some of the scriptures I was working uh, on. We're excited for the youth group and some of the e- events and things being planned. And But anyhow, I was just talking about loopholes and how uh, I, just, I think we're that way where we kind of do our best to find the easiest path, you know, between A and B. You know, we, we like shortcuts, all those things. I uh, took a trip down to the, to the coast not too long ago and there's there's a route where i live where it's pretty much a straight route through the middle of nowheres and then there's the uh the interstate which is the interstate right no one is a fan of taking interstates and so i said to myself because i knew of this route i said know yeah, i want to take this route and the gps kept fighting me about it the gps kept saying are you sure no this is you don't want to go this way and i'm like hush i know better gps you ever been you ever done that before? You ever just kind of disregard the GPS and the phone and say, listen, I know what I'm doing. I got, uh, you know, this is just a one-way road, and I got about... 20-30 20-30 minutes on my trip and I found out why the GPS was trying to stop me there was this major wreck like a, a whole like semi just took out the road it was, it was nuts and I just I was just frustrated um, uh, and I was like my word I got to turn all the way around because there's no other way to bypass this and so I had to go the interstate and I remember just thinking about if I didn't have the knowledge of that route if I didn't have the understanding of that way, I would have just listened to the GPS who knew better. And I think that's that's sometimes quite, quite truthfully what happens in our walk with God. We are too smart for our own good sometimes. We're uh, a bit... I don't know, uh, we lean too much on certain things. And I return to my opening text where we see Paul speaking to the Roman church, and he's admonishing their obedience here. Uh, but he also makes a statement that gives us an understanding that one could be too smart for their own good. Look at, again, that text, Romans 16, 19. Uh, for your obedience has come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But this is what I want us to really grasp today. He says... but. Yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. If I can dumb it down and put it in my, you know, version, the NJ version, I believe it says, I wish you would spend more time seeking or desiring the things that are good, and I wish you were stupid and ignorant towards the things that are evil. Because that's a real problem, I believe, in the day we live in. We have access to more knowledge than ever before, right? We have the ability to grab and prove that friend wrong when it comes to baseball statistics or or who's the better, you know, who's the real goat. Well, I'll tell you by numbers, right? We'll just pull that out. None of us can remember. How many of you didn't know even like your wife's phone number or your spouse's phone number by heart? Okay, I'm, I'm the only dummy in here. Right. No, I do, I do know it, but how many can remember more than three numbers on your phone, right? Okay if I keep going four or five back in the day, we used to quote numbers, just we had that, but now we just have our phone and, and it 's shared in the context, and i don 't need to know and even too when i 'm going somewhere, someone tells me like, "Well, what you want to do is go down you know j Road and get on c c street and i 'm just like, just please give me the address i 've got a GPS for this you know and and so we all have this ability to pull from knowledge and unfortunately this we think this helps us and we think that this strengthens us but the true problem is that we've become too smart for our own good Solomon writes Proverbs 3 and 5 trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding and in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths be not wise in thine own eyes fear the Lord and depart from evil Solomon is challenging us to abandon what we know for who we know Look at even the story of of, of Peter on the boat, right? The, the infamous story of Jesus walking on water, right? He, he Peter has to, in this moment, recalibrate what water does, right? I have to, you know, that's what recalibrate means. It, when you recalibrate something, you change its parameters and its definitions to understand certain things. Like you totally change it. Peter had to ch- totally change that, you know, water is something you, I always swam in, something I fish in. You step on it, you sink in it. But he, in this moment, he has to not lean on his understanding. He has to totally recalibrate what he knows about water. That's a big thing. That's huge faith. That's a huge deal. And there he does this. He recalibrates his understanding of water, and he abandons what he knows about water and grabs a hold of who he was reaching for, which is Jesus. Yeah. And if I can get a, give a warning to the analytical, logic-seeking believer, any analytical people in here? I, oh, I'm not surprised. <clears throat> right? You know if i can give a warning this is what i'd have to say today let go of the things you don't understand and grip the good you can't miss out on the thing or you can miss out on the things of god by constantly holding on to certain knowledge and you can absolutely miss out on certain things and be too smart for your own good and as as the author writes, I would have you wise unto those things which are good and simple concerning evil. What is obviously the very first easy step of gripping the good, right? It's, it's letting go, right? Cue the frozen song. Let it go, go. Hebrew writer, he, he writes this, a very familiar passage, Hebrews 12 and 1. Therefore, saying we also are combated about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We see here that there's two things that we're holding on to. Number one is weight, and number two is sins. And they're so different in many kind of ways but what i'd like to define weight right now is a fill in the blank type of thing because it's different for everybody else the weight it, it, it's unique to your life it's it's unique to your walk with god it's your weight isn't my way and vice versa. There's just certain things. And the way we understand what the weight is, is I'd like to look in three areas. Anything, the first thing, how do we define a weight is anything that causes conflict with the voice of God. All right. The voice of God is best felt and understood by convictions from the Lord. All right. The thing that pricks your heart. If you're doing something, you know, you shouldn't be doing. Because your heart begins to race, you feel a little bit sweaty in the palms and you have this feeling all of a sudden and you're like, what's going on? I don't understand why I feel this way because it's not written in the word of God. It's not black and white, but yet I don't know. Something makes me feel bad about being here. Something makes me feel bad about where I'm going. Something I don't know. It's just kind of like a rash. I, I can't explain it. That's that's conviction. Amen. God is trying to prick your heart and bade you and move you and say, "Don't go there," and warn you. So the first thing that we look at when we understand weight is: is it against the voice of God in my life? Does it conflict those things? Do I do I just stu- stick in like? Uh, uh, Q-tips or or earbuds just to drown out the voice of God, All right. make things louder so I don't hear His voice and His conviction. Second thing, anything that causes conflict with your church unity, church schedule, church gathering. Hebrews ten twenty three. Let us hold fast. The profession of our faith. Could I just go ahead? That word our, if you've got a Bible, you can see what I'm talking about. It doesn't put it up there, but the hours is not there. The profession of faith. I like that. It's kind, of like a de- it's kind of like a job. It's kind of like I, I is there, I work, That's or a degree I seek after. It is, I, I am, let us hold fast the profession of faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Now, verse 25 is important. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as ye see the day approaching. This day is approaching. And I hope we get an understanding that if there's something in my life that is keeping me from being a part of the body. And and missing services and missing altar altar calls and missing what God is trying to do. To do here and in us, let me tell you what—that's a weighty thing. Yeah. That is something I can definitely fill in the blank, and I—I I know I—I'm I, in the life you're living. I get it. We have responsibilities. I have—I have a mailbox, and every day bills come into that mailbox, and I'm thinking real seriously about moving that mailbox. <laughs> Okay, And with those things, they take work. It takes time. And, and jobs are sometimes, they, con- they conflict with schedules and those types of things. So I understand there, sometimes we're handcuffed by, by life's issues and we'll do what we have to do. But we cannot allow this to be like a, a snowball effect. And it can be a snowball effect where I stop being a part of the body, where I miss out on the move of God. There is a message that is being cast out to this body and if you're not there you're going to miss it and i I see this 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 weight here that line that we could all try to define ourselves i don't know what helps you uh be here on time keep that up but if there's something that that struggles if it's if you're not a morning person let me introduce you to my friend called coffee it's a wonderful person he's warm and cuddly Think about things that way. If you know you struggle to get here Sundays, ask yourself, what are you doing Saturday night? Right? Set yourself up you know you know midweek's going to be starting at six o'clock you know if if i understand it's a new time got to meet sooner sometimes you know ask ask the employer if it's cool to to duck out that day or cu- see if you could come in early that day so you can duck out whatever figure it out i don't want you to miss what god's doing and neither does the word of god and and it's so important for us to understand that it said there as the day is approaching meaning that the, the, the signs of the times they ain't lying they're not trying to hide either and they're telling you be in the boat yes. be in the boat right get in the ark and, and I can't help but think about all those scratch marks on the outside of an ark I can't think of the uh, you know just help think of, of, of I'm sure there was claw marks on the door and I just think of the you know the many people who missed out because they just kept putting it off the third thing that, that really helps us understand the weight is anything that causes conflict with your spiritual growth. Does this thing, here's some question, does this thing I'm holding make me more holy, make me more fruitful? Does this thing that I'm holding, does it dim or does it brighten the light I'm trying to be in this world? These are just some simple ways to, to help you define what is the weight in your life. I, I um, you know, there's. I think it's a good thing to get your kids involved in and in group activities and things like that. But uh, search those three things, those criterias. Do those things intervene? You know, we're trying our best. Here, here's, can I, I? I'm gonna probably pick on parents here for a little bit. We are trying our best as a church to love your your kids and everybody and we have a youth service and we're doing our best to get your kids involved and it'd be helpful if you helped us right it'd be helpful if we had parents who are bought into the same vision that the youth pastors are into and and things like it's that's how we grow this that's how we strengthen this body that's how we let go of weight so the, the again we have to get to a place where we let go Discard, flee, hate the things that are weighty, and don 't allow these things to to own you don 't allow these things to dictate your life, you know, Paul describes this in 1 Corinthians 6 and 12. He says, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Let me put it into the next version, the NLT here. It gives you a little bit of understanding. He says, you say I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything. I must not become a slave to anything. That's powerful talk right there. You know, I don't want to let these weights in my life make me a slave to anything. I don't want it to be something that it dictates what I do or how I do it or how I serve God. The second thing we read, again, in Hebrews 12.1, not only should we lay aside every weight, every sin. That sin, again, uh, I, 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 if you remember, the weight, I said it's anything that conflicts against the voice of God. Sin is anything that conflicts against the word of God. Sin is very black and white in scripture. It's right there in your face. You know, it's the, you know, thou shalt not. It's those things that we read in scripture and Romans six, and I'm going to belabor this point, but Romans six and 12 says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Let go of sin, right? Let go of the weight and the sin that so easily besets us. That phrase besets us means to skillfully surround you. And that's exactly what happens to the things that we hold on to. It's, it may, again, it may not seem like a big deal. It may not seem like, a, a, you know, I'm just trying this new thing out. You know, this new group, I'm, I'm just, you know, hey, there. we've got some parents who are putting their kids in it and we're just trying it out. It may seem simple and small and innocent, but again, that's how things work. It, it, it slowly, skillfully surrounds your life and all of a sudden you're so enamored by everything that you've got to do and you're like, man, I can't go there. I can't be there. I can't make the new time at six o'clock next Wednesday. I can't, you know, we start realizing those things are real. And so the decision and, and, and to, to really understand that there is something trying to surround us is real. And I go back to my analytical, logic-seeking believer. Knowledge can surround you and become a distraction when it comes to decision. I'll say that again. Knowledge can surround you and become a distraction when it comes to decision. And the decision to trust God should never be one we take a lot of time to to, to make. It should be instant. It should be it should be quick. And I I think that. As a body together, not just our church, but a body of Christ is dealing with the struggle of this of indecision. It's like, what is there? What you know, preachers all across will preach on Sunday, believe and trust in God, but yet people are still very white knuckling the back of chairs and saying, I'm still undecided, I'm still not ready to let go. Can I just say, let go and grip the good? When it comes to letting go of the word of the world, we are familiar with this passage. First John two 15. It's a very familiar. We're going to look at love, not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. And if the world, passeth away and the lust thereof but he that doth the will of god abideth forever we've heard that preached and taught so much we know that scripture makes it super clear that there's this world that there's this 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 place of, of of sin and shame and wrong that that it's, it's so against the things of God it's so against it is the antichrist of what Christ is it's it's it definitely wants to take from you and again we focus there right for all the things in the world is the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life he makes it very clear how this world is full of lust it's full of desiring things that are temporal and and they won't last they will they will fall apart they're not eternal like the things of God and and we have this care, we have this desire to love and to have this affection for it. Of course, we know that the love of God's not in us. We don't have His love. We don't understand His love if we're in love with somebody else, like the world. And so we see this text. But I've I've I guess I've always went to it and 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 had no problem going to it. But I. I I really want to accentuate the three verses before the 15th, okay? Because in my, uh, I just so happened to be uh, in my private time, in my private devotion, focusing in this chapter. And this just really jumped out to me before I got to this verse, and I, it just fits with this lesson. Let's look at that. 1 John 2 in verse 12. This is John. This is what he says. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven. You, your, your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. I write unto you, fathers, because you, you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the father. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. And then we read verse 15, which is, of course, love not the world, but I, it gripped me today in my private time of prayer how how that's how it flows into that text. That's the the John, I feel like he's just, man, he's got his preaching hat on he is he is being evangel uh, just evangelizing through his written word and he's like i'm reaching to my little children i'm reaching to fathers and i'm reaching to young men and 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 i if i can say it this way it's just really a a cast net of different levels of relationship with god those who uh, you know those who are, are are babes in christ those who are elders and fathers in in the word of god those who are young strong you know ministry and and, and hungry to do more. He's he's just casting out a net to all these people saying, I'm writing unto you. But what's so, so important is that he keeps writing these things. And he reminds us, he's stirring us up saying, your sins are forgiven. You have known him from the beginning. You have overcome the wicked one. You have known the father. Again, you have known him from the beginning and you are strong. The word of God is in you and you have overcome overcome the wicked one. Why does he do that? He he reminds us of these truths so we can be free from the desire to love the world and or the desire for the world to love us. We have to be reminded when it comes to the world that we are not going to be tripped up by things cuz I have to be reminded that I know the one who has freed me. I know the one who's forgiven me. Yeah. I know the one from the beginning. Right? The beginning of time. Before he even created the world. Before he spoke it into existence. You have a relationship with him. And you have a relationship with him when it comes to battling the love and the desires for the things outside these four walls. The world. See, we don't necessarily understand certain contexts of scriptures because we we are a, a big fan of of buffets spiritual buffets i want a little bit of that you know i want a little taste of that i know where i'm going to find my children if there is a if there's scripture about chocolate covered strawberry fountain it's going that's where my kids are going to dwell we're the same we just love the good stuff right we love those things and i and we see that love not the world but so often we forget you know who pulled us out of the world we forget like man i do need to be stirred up i do i do need to hear preacher john preach to me and remind me every time i i start to make a decision outside these walls and that affects and those conflicts in my life and i and i put it in the line is is this a weight or is this a sin god help me but then i remind myself you know what you've been with me from the beginning you you've never left me you've uh, you've forgiven me you've you're my father you're you're you've made me strong all these things remind yourself repeat these things okay grip the good hold on to the things that are important not not the things that are evil not the things that that don't mean anything we don't need to grip a hold of 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 television shows that that consume all of our time and 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 social media sometimes we need to go. Right? We grip things. We, it's so weird how we are. We grip things that really don't matter, that really don't hold us together. I, I want to hear what that what the preacher said. I want to grip those things that are good. I want to grab a hold of those things that are that are help me wise in, in the things that are righteous and 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 forget about those things and be simple of those things that are evil. I I don't want to know the lyrics to the new rap song. I don't I don't want to I don't want to know who is, is, you know, the actor or actress playing in that filthy film. I don't want to know those things. I don't want to keep me from these things. Hide my eyes. Guard my heart. You know, I, I, I can't say this enough. I, we're coming. I feel the church is, is, is really doing things different, and I'm grateful for it because, um, you know, I grew up in a church, man. They would tell you line item for line item. And some of us needed that. In that time and in that season, we needed that. Sometimes I think, man, maybe I do need to do that. Maybe I need to say this is the line item. But I I think you're smarter than that. (laughs) I think you you are better than that, number one. I think I am challenging you to grow a bit more than that. And what I'm asking you to do is check your heart. (laughs) What are the things that God is pricking your heart about? And again, everyone has a different time and a way God works on them. Everyone's in a different season and a different growth track. And and I'm not for thrusting, you know, terrible hard convictions on people uh, uh, that's not what i want to do i do want to say god challenge me in your word show me god open your gospel to me help me to see these things but lord lead me i'm hungry for more you'll be surprised what god convicts you of that's not in the word of god right you'll be real surprised if you're truly hungry to grow in God and and grow in his work and grow in things man you'll you'll you know some of you will be like man I can't be a Michigan fan anymore I just can't do it it's just not not right it's just not right I let the lord lead you people just let the lord lead you <laughs> paul when he makes a statement in Romans sixteen nine, if you throw that up there one more time, I would. Ha- he says, "I would have you wise unto that which is good." And I think about that, and and I don't know if you've got a chance to uh, listen to Brother Matman's uh, message a few weeks ago. He touches a lot on knowledge and understanding, and um, a very great lesson. and And uh, maybe that's where some of this stems from tonight's lesson. But um, you know. He talks about wisdom and, and, you know, every time you see wisdom, what do you see? Understanding. I don't want him to answer. You know I mean? <laughs> Glad you guys were listening. Glad you guys were listening. <laughs> Go to the podcast. You can pick it up. I love that how Proverbs is very much very clear about those things. But he says, be wise about the things that are good. And if we are to say wisdom uh, and, and understanding is, is next to each other, that's great. I, I, I'm i believing that. You know, uh, wisdom, the Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. And while getting wisdom, get understanding. And if we have wisdom and understanding and we're trying to be wise for the things that are good, hopefully we'll understand how to be good. And for I'm hoping that we'll understand how to use good good and how to how to live in good and I can tell you this in the world that we live in now if someone just says hey that's a you know says something about me says he's a good man I'm happy about that because that speaks a lot I want to be good. (laughs) I'm not trying to be the best ever. I'm not trying to be better than you. I'm just trying to be good. I'm trying to be what God has me to be and all these things. And I love that simple concerning evil. Don't I'm not saying that we should walk blindly. Okay. We shouldn't know that there are there are snares about and things trying to attack us. Okay. But you should know what a ditch looks like. You should know know what a pit looks like. You we should know these things, okay? You, you, if you see a snare, we shouldn't be playing around it and sticking our finger around it saying how does this thing work? And how does, ooh, look at that. We know what it is, right? You know all these things. And, and, you know, it's it's kind of like catching a mouse. Anyone ever had a mouse in their house before? And you put that, you put like maybe in a garage or you put it in a, you put that, that mouse trap and you put that little piece of cheese, right? And you're just like, I'm going to get that sucker. And you come back and the cheese is gone. And you're just like, what? This thing is smart right and you're like i'm gonna do it again i'm gonna get something else and you go back and you're like i should see a dead mouse here and you're like nope my food just keeps being removed constantly it's because these things they're aware they're aware of how these things work they're aware and they have a light touch and i'm telling you when you live in the world and you act like the world and you're walking like the world, you're not far from a mouse. You're not far from playing around with snares and and and, 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 and really flirting with things that will take you out. But if we can just be simple about the things that are evil, I don't even want to know how it works. I don't even want to walk by it. If I can stay as clear away from it, that's what I'll do. Really, when when Paul writes that in Romans 16 and 19, he is echoing what is said in Romans 12 and 9. He says, let love be without dissimulation. But he says, abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. Grip. Grip the good. Just grip it as hard as you can. Again, you can't grip something unless you let go of certain things. Got to let go so you can be open-handed to grip those things that God has for us. I think often, and we can all stand, I think often what would our lives look like if we could release evil from our grip and, and embrace good? If you were encouraged by this message and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit EphesusChurch.com Thank you for being a part.